Would you turn with me, please, to Second Timothy, chapter three? Second Timothy, chapter three. Could I say while you're looking this up, this is going to be a pre-runner for next week. So to get the full import of this, you're going to have to come back next week. That's a good enticement, isn't it? This is part two of the last. Sorry, this is part two of knowing the days in which we live. And coming from last week, so many people that was controversial. I know you can get your copy if you want or download it. And so many people, but every report I got back was good. Thank the Lord so far anyhow. And everyone asked, do it again, do more. So we're going to do this this week. And next week in the Lord's will, we will look at Revelation chapter really 17, 18 and 19. We're going to look at God's judgment on the earth and on our nation to, uh, today as we're, we're seeing it happening and the escalation of it. It will be on ecclesiastical Babylon. It will be on uh, economical Babylon and it will be on political Babylon, the Lord willing, next week. Although we might mention some of it this evening. Can I also say I am aware that if I get to the points where I want tonight, time's running on. But if I get to the points where I want tonight, if I don't get there, I'll do it next week. But if I get to the points where I want tonight, I want to say something that this might tread on a few ecclesiastical corns. It might tramp on a few theological toes. And it might upset a few spiritual apple carts. So either way, I'll just let you know before. But what I'm bringing you now, tonight, and next week I personally fully believe this, or I wouldn't preach it. Okay, so others can have their own thoughts and ideas, but I am going to preach tonight and next week, and we'll see where it goes from there. But it is my own, my own study that I'm fully convinced on after studying other schools of eschatology and theology and so on. Let's read Second Timothy chapter 3 then, verse 1. The Apostle Paul says to Timothy, Know this also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God, having them a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Notice, from such, turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers or various lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Notice the word in verse 1, this no. And then in verse 7, the ending of our reading, knowledge of the truth. Let's pray. Father, tonight we ask you to settle us in this house. We thank you for so many that you've brought and gathered together. We ask you now, Lord, that you would, Lord, fill my mouth with the words that you would have me to say. And Lord, take anything from me that would not be of your truth and of your word. But Lord, we ask you to give us receptive ears and receptive hearts, able to receive this word, Lord, and able to come to know the days in which we live. So, Father, may you help me to rightly divide the word of truth 
And Lord, may it point us to the Lord Jesus Christ. We ask it in his name and we ask it for his glory. And giving you thanks for everything. Amen. As we started last week, I want to ask a question to each and every one of us. Do you know the days in which you're living? Do you know the days in which you live? Do you know what it is like tonight? What the world scene is like? Society is like? Do you know the days in which we live? The Apostle Paul in our reading, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1, he says something to Timothy, and I want to show you a point here, and it's, it's very important that you draw into me here, for this is going to be a springboard verse and point for what we will say from here through at least tonight and next week. Notice what he says. He says, know this also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. The last days Perilous times shall come. Here, Paul says to Timothy, I want you to know something, Timothy, that the last days perilous times shall come. Now, why would Timothy need to know about last days if it's only a way two, three, or whatever thousands of years later from when Timothy was alive? Let me tell you what the Reverend Harry Bissaker, the professor of Richmond College, says about this. He says, and I quote him, Paul is speaking of future error and its present germs. Notice that. Timothy must consider future as well as present dangers. The germs of evil indeed are already present. The Reverend Bissaker, the professor, he says that Paul was writing to Timothy to tell him the germs of what will happen, of what will escalate, of what will enlarge, are already here, Timothy. In the day of Timothy, in the days in which he was living. Paul says, know this, Timothy. What we're also finding out from this, according to Scripture and from Paul and from the Reverend Bissaker is that the sense is given by Paul referring to the last days before the second coming of Christ. So we have to look a little deeper of what are the future error and the present germs from Timothy's day until the coming of Christ. What are these last days? First of all, the last days are spoken of by the Apostle Peter. Preaching on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 and verse 17. Listen to what Peter says. It shall come to pass in the last days. Notice that. In the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Peter was quoting the Old Testament. And on the day of Pentecost, when there were 120 in the upper room seeking the face of God, God poured out his Spirit, fulfilling that in the last days. So notice, the last days was at the day of Pentecost. Let me for time's sake take you to verse 21 of the same chapter. Peter preaches, And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Here Peter is saying that the outpouring of the Spirit 
after the ascension, that is the death, burial, resurrection and ascension of the Lord Jesus, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit at the day of Pentecost, that started the last day. And that germ, as it were, that gospel of grace would be poured out, would be preached, would be emphasized, would be told throughout all of the nations before Christ would return. It would spread, in other words. So notice there is an evil which spreads, and here is a good, a holiness, which would spread also right up until the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The promise is to you that whosoever, that's you if you're unsaved, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let me take you to Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. It says, God who at sundry times and divers manners spake and notice time past, time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son. Here we're told by the Hebrew writer that God through the prophets spoke unto Israel. God through the prophets sent his word unto them and they heard the word of God. That is Old Testament times. He says, but since the coming of Christ and since the Lord Jesus came, he fulfilled the law that we could not fulfill nor keep. And he died in our room instead. And all that is in Christ, we have received. And God has spoken unto us. His love is manifest. His grace is manifest. All things of God are manifest. And in Christ, the law and the prophets are fulfilled. We think of the Lord Jesus ascended from the grave, walks along, meets the two on the road to a mess who are blinded with grief and tears. And he asks them what's wrong with them. And, and paraphrasing for time's sake, we're told that as he goes along, he, he expounds to them or he opens the word, the Old Testament that was then, for the New Testament hadn't been written. He talks of all the law and the prophets unto them concerning himself. Here we have the law and the prophets fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ. God spoke when in the last days through his son. So the last days started at the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ. I take note of that. Here Peter says it. The Hebrew writer says it. The last days and past time. Now look what Paul says in our reading. Verse 1, he says that, Know this also, this know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. In other words, the germs of the perilous times were already in the days of Timothy. And it would escalate, it would grow, it would be like an epidemic that would spread from man to man, to woman to woman. It would come, it would be a spiritual epidemic. It would be a, 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 an antichrist spirit. People say, no, hold on, we're waiting for the antichrist, a man that will come in the future. Friend, I want to tell you something, you're missing the point. There is nowhere in scripture... Absolutely nowhere that gives the definite article the Antichrist. Nowhere it just says Antichrist. 
Let me show you that which was in the days of Timothy. The word Antichrist means, it gives the idea of in opposition to, the adversary of, or the adversary, and it also means this, listen, it means in the place of. In the place of. For example, when, when one king uh, died and, or was disposed of, and another king took his place, he was anti. The king in his place. Nowhere in scripture speaks of the definite article, the Antichrist. It is a spirit. Let me go on. Let me show you what scripture says, never mind what I say. Remember, it can't be an open opposition. It can't mean the adversary. It can't mean in the place of. Notice, in the place of. 1 John chapter 2 and verse 18. Antichrist is mentioned five times in four verses. Well, one is Antichrist's plural. So it shows you there's not just one. You need to listen to what God's word is saying, because I tell you, millions out there are being deceived. And all of churchianity and Christianity are chasing it. And I'm going to show you why in the Lord's will. First John chapter 2 and verse 18. John writes, little children, it is the what? The last time. Notice. And as ye have heard, that Antichrist shall come even now. There are many Antichrists. Whereby, whereby we know it is the last time. Now, I didn't write that. The Bible says that. Does everybody agree with me? Did I write that? That's the Bible. Let me take you to another one. 1 John chapter 2, verse 22. Who is a liar, John says? But he that denieth Jesus is the Christ, he is Antichrist. That denieth the Father and the Son. I didn't write that. John wrote that under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Let me take you to another one. 1 John chapter 4. And verse 3, every and every spirit, notice that, confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, is not of God. Now notice what the scripture said, not some country preacher. Listen, and every spirit, notice what's behind it, the spirit behind it. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. Who says in the world that Jesus isn't Christ? He isn't Messiah. He's not of God. He's not the Son of God. Who says it? Think of the great religions in the world. Islam says a prophet. He's not the Son of God. Isn't that right? Non-subscribing Presbyterians say it too. Jehovah's Witnesses say it. Do you know who else says it? You ready for your big shock? The Jews. They said, I don't say it, they said. And the Bible tells me that's the spirit of Antichrist. See what I mean about corns and see what I mean? They say that, I don't say it. Notice what it says again, and every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. 
He's not God. He's not the Son of God. If they say that and they claim it, notice what it says, and is that spirit of Antichrist. Whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already, in John's day, biblical days, already it is in the world. Oh boy, that's going to shake a few people, isn't it? I wonder if Manny will come back to here next week. Well, one anyhow, so thank the Lord for that. We need to get the truth of God's word here. People are following the books of Tim LaHaye, caught away and all this stuff. That's bumpkin and garbage. That's man's ideology. That is man's thinking. It is not in the scriptures. I believe in the catching away of the saints. I believe in what people call the rapture, but it's no word, such word as rapture. I believe that we are caught up in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. I believe it, but I believe it because the Bible says that, but not secretly and for seven years. The Bible doesn't teach it. People are being deceived all over the world. Notice this. He says, Is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already it is in the world. See the word world? It's the word cosmos. It means even now it is in the world system of things. And it's like a germ. As Paul said, in the last days there will be a germ set and it will spread throughout people. Listen to what John says again. 2 John chapter 1 and verse 7. John says, For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. They're deceivers now. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. John said that, not me. So folks, seeking out, don't be arguing with me at the door. Go and take it up with God. Please don't come and say, I don't agree with you. Then you don't agree with God's word. I'm going to tell you God's word. Let every man be, be a liar. Let God be true and every man a liar. This is God's word. Now listen to this, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 7. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. It already working here again in 2 Thessalonians 2 and 7. Only he who let now letteth and only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. That's a sermon in itself, that verse. That verse you're told that the Holy Spirit's restraining until the Lord comes, there's a secret rapture. That he who let will let until he be taken out of the way was the pagan Roman emperor until he was removed and the papal papacy emperor would come out. Let me tell you where some of this stuff comes from that you've heard and read in books. And you go online and you check me up on this. Look up Lacuntha, Ribera, Bellarmine, Alcazar. You'll find the Roman Catholic Jesuit priests. Now you go and check me up on that. And Lacuntha was a Roman Catholic Jesuit priest and he wrote a book under the name of Rabbi Ben Ezra as though he were a Jew. And he wrote the whole rapture theory. And it was taken in by John Nelson Darby, Schofield from Schofield's Reference Bible, and was taken in by others. And the Protestants thought, well, Rome don't want it, for it was Jewish. We'll take it. We'll take it. And went through Christendom. The word iniquity, the mystery of iniquity doth already work. The word iniquity is a, is a Greek word, anomia. And you know what it means? The one who is lawless. The one who stands against the laws of God. 
It's already working. Folks, I think I've busted a few bubbles tonight. And I don't mean to offend, don't mean to hurt, but these are the truths of God's word. God's word said that, not me. Paul says in chapter 3, turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 3, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. If you come next week, I will bring you into Revelation chapter 16, 17, 18, and 19, and I will show you the three judgments that are happening on the world today. I will show you the new world order. I will show you the things that God sees and what God is destroying. I'll bring you to Revela- uh, Daniel into the book of Revelation. I'll show you the little horn of the Antichrist. I will show you it all. See, the problem is sometimes the pastor doesn't want to get into these things. That's why you don't hear it from pulpits anymore. It would be easier for me not to teach it because people start to fall out with you. You get abuse and you get all these things written to you. And you say, well, I'm standing for the truth of God's word. I'm, I've just got to the point now where I'm so sick and tired of people from girls walking our streets to pedophiles in the papacy. I'm sick and tired of it all. I think I'll be a voice. And if everybody leaves me, I said, well then, Lord, it's your word. I'd rather stand with you. I'd rather stand with him alone. Anyway, one man plus God's majority in anybody's books. I'm tired of our government letting us down. I'm tired of traitors and stormont. I'm tired of them. Let me just gather myself a moment because this is my heart. This is what's been in my heart for a long, long time. A long, long time. Know this also. Know the days you're living in. Know this also. In the last days, perilous times shall come. And he gives us a list of what is happening. Let me take you somewhere. We'll try and be a little more lighthearted for you if I can. Genesis chapter 6 and Matthew 24. Go to Matthew 24 first, please. We want to show you pictures. I'll go further into those things I was speaking on next week in the Lord's will. Folks, don't you get me wrong. There are people in Jerusalem of a Jewish background who are true Judaic. There's some there. And they're true, and there's messianic ones who are getting saved. I'm not saying that against that, but there are those who are wicked everywhere, all around. People are blinded thinking, if someone says they're a Jew and they're from Ethiopia, well then they must be all right. It's not like that in the world. It's like saying everybody that's a Protestant is nice and sweet. They are not indeed. They are not indeed. It's like saying every Christian's lovely. They are not indeed. I get offended more by Christians than I do in the world. The world doesn't annoy me. They can call me anything they want. God's people that offend us and hurt us more, for we should know better. If you will allow me, and you can even agree to disagree with me on these things, I promise you over the next lot of weeks, in the Lord's will that is, I promise you that I will show you things that will make your toes open and shut. I'll show you things that I believe are the full truth of God's word that I haven't preached many times before. I will not hear anyhow. If you allow me to do that and not fall out with me, obviously. Matthew chapter 24, please. Listen to what the master says himself. Let your eye run down to verse 36. 
He's speaking of his second coming. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming, notice that, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as, for as in the days, just bear with me one second, verse 38. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall be two, shall two be in a field, and one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, one shall be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for you know not what are your Lord doth come. The only thing secret about the carrying or translation of the saints is the day and the hour. The Lord says that when he returns, it'll be like the days of Noah. What was it like in the days of Noah? Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. Listen to what it says. And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually all the day. That means continually. Look at verse 6. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Do you see in all the craziness and all the madness that's going on all around us, there's still the grace of God to rescue any man and woman that will call upon the name of the Lord to be saved. You look at the world around us. You look at your news and you see old people beaten in their homes. You see people who are murdered in the streets. You see women who are raped coming home. You see children that have been abused for years. You look at institutional abuse in the Roman Catholic Church. It's everywhere, everywhere you look. You look on your news and you see all these things that are happening in the embassies that are being attacked because someone makes, whether it's stupid or not, a film about Muhammad the prophet. You look at all of the fightings and the infightings and the wars and the rumors of wars. We'll look at it in a moment. And you look at our world and the things that are happening. Look at the economic collapse. We'll look at that next week. You look at it and tell me something. Is that of God? The judgment's from God. The system isn't. God's judgment is rife in the earth. Look at what it says in verse 39 of Matthew 24. It says that they knew not until the flood came and took them all away. In other words, they knew not, they did not know the days in which they were living. And at the second coming of Christ, there's going to be such violence as we're seeing. There's going to be such sin and debauchery and all the goings on that grieve God at his heart. As he sent the flood, the people didn't know the day in which they were living. And the flood came and took them all away. Christ is coming soon. 
And you must know the days in which you are living. They did not realize it. They did not realize the day in which they lived. They did not realize the imminent danger they faced. They did not realize the judgment that lay ahead. They did not realize the depths of sin and depravity which they had sank to themselves. This was their last days. But what if it was your last day? What if tonight was your last night? What if God called time and took the very breath from your nostrils? Took the very beat of your heart and the breath from your lungs? What if it was your last day? Know the days in which you live. Are you ready for the coming of the Lord? Are you saved? So Timothy has this writing, 2 Timothy 3 and 1. Know this also. This know in other words. That in the last days perilous times shall come. See the words, this know. This know. Do you know what it gives the idea of? Get this into your head and keep thinking about it. That's the way it reads. Timothy says, get this into your head, keep thinking about it. Get this into your head and keep on knowing it. Don't let it go from your mind. I know there's people who'll be offended at me and they'll let it go from their mind because they're offense at me. Don't be letting it go from your mind because of any offense at me. But keep thinking that Christ is coming and the Lord has given you his word tonight. And understand and know the days in which you are living in. You're living in the last days. In fact, you are living if the last days We're in Timothy's day, and John's day, and Paul's day, and Peter's day, and Christ's day, and the early church's day. You are living in the last of the last days. Daniel chapter 12, Daniel told us last week, it's called the time of the end. Just to veer off something for a moment, someone says to me, you mentioned this thing about Mars, and they've got this probe in Mars, you know, they're sending back the music and so on. He says, what if the founder used to be life on Mars? I said, well, what about it? I couldn't care if there used to be life on Mars. But the Bible says, the Bible says that we are looking for a new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. My concern is for your soul. My concern is for the souls of men and women who are dying without Christ and they know not the days in which they're living. Could be the last day of their life or it could be the last day before Christ would return. Know the days in which you live in. Be keeping this in your mind, the apostle says. Know this. And it might seem like doom and gloom, but remember what I said when I read from Acts 2 and 21, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. See the word here, last, and know this also that in the last days perilous times shall come. It's the word eschatos. It's where we get the word of, it's akin to the word and, and derives from the Greek word which means eschatology. The last things, the days, the last 
days, the things of the last days when Christ will return is to do with eschatology. And here what Paul is saying, and know this also, keep it in your mind, keep on thinking that there's a time of eschatology before Christ returns. Perilous times shall come. In other words, the word eschatology means the farthest, or sorry, eschatos means the farthest, the final, the latter end, the uttermost, and it's spoken in a sense of contiguity. It means from here, Timothy, if you could reach through time till Christ returns, it's here, and it will last till Christ returns, keep it in your mind. So this germ has been spreading and increasing around the world in false religion, and it has come through Romanism and Islam. It's went to communism, the spirits, the three unclean spirits like frogs from Revelation 16, and it spreads into apostate Protestantism, and it goes on and it goes on and it goes on. So who is right? I'll tell you who's right. Those who are born of the spirit and washed in the blood. I'll look at more of that next week and the week after, maybe, God willing. Notice this. 2 Timothy 3 and 1. Well, I haven't got past the first verse yet. Imagine that. Someone said to me today, it took you five weeks to get on to the first verse, or the first four verses of your morning morning sermons. How are you going to get through this in a week or two? I said, we'll work a way around it. I have to submit myself there. I was wrong. But we will see how the Lord leads. Notice what Timothy says, And know this also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. The word perilous here is the word kalipos. And it means difficult days, dangerous days, fierce days, furious days, outrageous days. In fact, it gives the idea, it's a far root word from the word chasm or chasma. It gives the idea of a great big opening, yawning mouth. That's the days. And it's yawning to take as many as it can before Christ returns. You've seen the woman in Revelation 17 riding the beast last week. Rome, the church of Rome and the European Union. We'll also look at Islam. And we'll even look at communism. We'll go through those as the Lord wills. Listen to what Jimison, Fawcett and Brown say about this word, perilous times. It says, it means difficult times in which it is difficult to know what is to be done. Now you look at our world, look at the world leaders, look at the United Nations, look at the European Union, look at the world bankers. By the way, the world bankers mostly come from a Jewish extraction. Bilderbergers and They're off chains. Lenin. Karl Marx. I'm trying to think of them all off my head now. Trotsky. They were all communist Jews who went into Israel, the land of Israel. They sent forth into it. And that is a corruption that's there that no one tells you about. Don't know what to do with it. 
Yet the Lord says that fig tree would be there for his second coming. It would spread forth leaves but have no fruit. But it would usher in his second coming. I'm going to have to wrap up in a minute. Stay with me. Luke chapter 21, verse 25. Listen to what the Lord Jesus says. Speaking of a second coming, there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars. Notice, and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts feeling them for fear and looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Right to the second coming. See the word distress of nations with perplexity? The word perplexity is the word aporia. Gives the idea of having no way out, not knowing what to do. Remember what Jameson Fawcett and Brown said when he talked about perilous times? They said it is difficult times in which it is difficult to know what is to be done. Look at our governments. They don't know what to do with the finances. Look at our governments. They don't know what to do with the wars around the world. Look at our governments. They don't know what to do with, uh, with Afghanistan. They don't know what to do with the land of Israel and all that's going on there. They don't know what to do with Syria. They don't know what to do with Iraq and Egypt. They don't know what to do. And Jesus says it will be like that and I will come. There's a little obscure scripture on that. Look it up now. But this is what the Western nations need to do. The Lord says, Come ye my people into your chambers. You know what they need to do? Come back and start looking at home. Getting things right. Getting security right at home. Getting illegal immigrancy right at home. They need to start looking after their own people and shutting their borders. That's what they need to do. They need to start preaching the gospel for men and women to turn to Christ. No more fables and fairy tales and fancy stories. And let's all waft the heaven in a handbasket and a cloud and a harp and a halo and we'll play our whole way there forever and ever and ever. Nonsense. That's what they need to do. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Verse 28. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. Jesus is coming. I tell you, I'll finish there. I don't know how I'm going to get around there next week, but we'll pray about it. I'll think about it. I'll study it. I'll refresh myself. And if there's three or four years turn up, I'll be glad. <laughs> God bless you. Here's the thing. Know the days in which you're living in, the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Know the days of which you're living in. It's the days of grace. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any should boast. If you call in Christ tonight, that which started, as it were, at the cross, spreading across the nations, that which started the gospel of saving grace, is still spreading tonight. And when will it be? Until, until the Lord comes. 
But may you come to him before he comes to you. In Jesus' name. Everybody say, Amen. God bless his word to our hearts. Look, I told you it's going to be apple carts and all those things that might stand on toes and corns and trump. This is what I've studied for years. I'm a Bible prophecy student for a long time. I eat it, I live it, I breathe it. And that's, I'm fully convinced on it. Every man and woman on planet earth is a sinner. No matter who you are. It's not against a Catholic person. It's not even against a Protestant person or a Jewish person or whoever a person. You must be born again. Jesus said it to Nicodemus. You must be born again. May God bless his word. Margaret, will you come and sing another piece?